Hey church, uh, I just started to uh, start a little series that's just talking about what God, you know, what voice you're listening to in 2020 because, uh, you know, you could listen to a lot of voices in 2020. You can listen to the voice of discouragement. You could listen to the voice of condemnation. You could listen to a lot of voices out there that want to speak to you. Uh, you know, sometimes we watch television, you can get quite a neg- or watch the news and be quite negative. You can get quite fearful and concerned about our future in this world and everything else. And, you know, if maybe you listen to the news, you, you, you know, you wouldn't leave your home, you wouldn't travel, you wouldn't do anything. Is that true? There's a lot of voices that want to speak to you in 2020. And, and of course, we were talking last week about, you know, but do you, can you hear what God's voice would want to say to you? Do you want to hear what God wants to encourage you with in 2020? Because that's the voice we need to listen to. And you might say, well, how can God ever speak to me? It's amazingly how he does. He can speak even through other people that want to encourage you. He could speak sometimes um, just that small inner voice or that peace in your heart, knowing, oh, this is, this is good. This something that really you know, kind of breaks open on your heart and say, oh, that's, that, that's, that's, that's a good thought. That's a great encouragement. You can read, you know, you can, even God's word, you can read it. And so it, it'll speak to you. God can speak to you. So I have, I've got something that I believe, not just maybe, but I believe God wants to say to you this morning about 2020. Is that cool? I'm, I'm, I am taking the assumption that this is actually God's word for you to, this morning. That he actually wants to say this to you. Not just for tomorrow, but right now. And what he wants to say to you is, is going to do you very good if, you, if you're obedient to it and, and, and live by it. Is that cool? So I want to turn to you a passage of scripture this morning. And it's a letter that Paul wrote to this, a group of Christians in a, in a place called Thessalonica. It's, a, it's a, a letter to the Thessalonians. And it's chapter 5 and verses, three verses. In actual fact, these three verses have got more information, probably the most you know, the most incredible information packed into such a small little passage. Three verses that say so much, but I'm going to pick one of the things out of this and just say, hey, this is what is definitely what God wants to say. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. I think we've even got it there. It says, rejoice always. That's the first verse. We could, just, we could just talk about that, but we won't. It's a great verse. Two words, rejoice always. Verse 17, pray without what? Ceasing. That's another verse. Three words. It's action packed, but we won't stop there. Verse 18 is where we really want to get to. In everything, give what? Thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I am confident today, this is what I want to speak on, giving thanks. I'm confident today that, that this is what God's voice to you today. Not me, his word, his truth, through the Holy Spirit. Because one of the, to give thanks... That's, that's, my title is The Power of Gratitude today. But to give thanks is such a power. I don't know if you realize how powerful it is. And it says, you know what? This is God's will for you. Have you ever asked God, God, what's the wisdom in this? Where's the direction in this? What, what, what should I do? What's your will, God? We don't really pray those prayers, to be honest. But in our hearts, we're always kind of seeking, oh, where do I go? What do I do? What decision do I make? Can I tell you, God's going to tell you this morning. He's telling you, you know what part of his will is? Here it is. Someone comes to me and says, oh, what's God's will? I say, here it is, to give thanks in everything. There's one of God's parts of God's will. And so it's pretty amazing. But you know what? 44 times in the New Testament alone is the word thanks or give thanks is used. Uh, you might think, because the New Testament has 27 books. So uh, 27? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. 27 books it has. But 44 times at least it talks about giving thanks or, or having thanks in your heart. Yeah, I was really interested because there was an article written by the Huffington Post, an American journal. The Huffington Post recently published an article listing 30 different, sorry, different, 30 different benefits of gratitude. And it said 30 areas of life that you'll do better if you have gratitude. Have gratitude. The article was saying that gratitude affects your immune system. Did you know that? When you have a, a mental, positive, thankful heart, it affects, they've scientifically proven it, that it actually affects, it actually can add to your life when you have a thankful heart. It actually has proven that it, it, it staves off a thing called Alzheimer's, which is a, a debilitating disease that affects your memory, not only your past, but even, even memory right now. But it says it, the scientifically and medically proven that it actually affects that. It, it can increase your life up to seven years and it can keep Alzheimer's at bay. Isn't that interesting? It talked about how a grateful person is likely to have longer and deeper sleep. Sleep will come easily if you're a thankful person. Uh, gratitude lowers your stress levels and gives you a greater calmness. They talked about it. Says, they talked about how gratitude gives your focus more on what really matters in life. They talked about how gratitude works on your mind and heart to ward off negative emotions. It reduces aggression, improves self-esteem, and increases mental health. Who wouldn't want to apply this principle that God told us in 1 Thessalonians through Paul to the Christians at Thessalonica? Give thanks in... Oh, come on. Where are you this morning? Give thanks in... One more. Give thanks in everything. It's a powerful, incredible, powerful drug. It can make you so much better in life. It's not a drug, but it's the Holy Ghost's touch. And when you get the revelation of the principle of just giving thanks, it does something within you, both mentally and physically. It affects you. I shouldn't be surprised because the Bible talks about it a lot. Um, Actually, in this one letter of 1 Thessalonians, it has, it's a letter. It has five chapters. Chapter 1, 2, and 3 have the same theme of giving thanks. It has those words, giving thanks. Chapter 4, he doesn't have the words giving thanks, but chapter 5, he takes it up again. Four out of the five chapters of one Thess letter to the Thessalonians, Paul writes about giving thanks. There's a powerful uh, principle, and there's many verses. But I want to just dive off on this one this morning, and we want to look at an Old Testament passage just quickly, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 to 17, and we'll park ourselves there for a moment, and we'll finish with this. Is that okay? Deuteronomy 8, 10 to 17. It says, chapter uh, 8, verses 10. When you have eaten this... Now, I'll give you a little, a quick background, five-second um, background of this story. This is a snapshot of a story of a thing that happened in the, in the Old Testament part of the Bible. And so it's... If you know, the children of Israel were in slavery in Egypt for 400 years. That's a long time to be in, enslaved. Uh, Moses comes along. He takes them out of... Um, he says to Pharaoh, let my children go. Pharaoh, through some number of circumstances, lets them go. They thought they were going to go into a land that God had promised them, but it took how many years? 40 years through the wilderness they're wandering. And then finally they come to the point 
where they're now going to go into the land that God has promised them that flows with milk and honey. It's across the Jordan, um, and it's amazing. And now God then speaks to Moses and says, Moses, tell the children of Israel this, because it's very important. They need to hear this before they go into this land that's of promise. And this is what it is. This is what I'm going to read to you. Verse 10. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes when I command you today. Least when you have eaten and are full and have beautiful homes and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. Who likes that bit? So don't allow your hearts but to be lifted up and, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, you, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land which there was no water, who brought water out of, the, out of the rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. That you say in your heart, don't say this in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have granted, gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for as he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And then it shall be, if you are by any means forget the Lord your God and follow your other gods, small g, and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely, what? Perish. Interesting, this passage, Moses is telling the Israelite people, come on, uh, you've walked in the wilderness for 40 years, uh, and you know what? 40 years of wilderness walking, do you know what? Basically, if you could sum up the children of Israel and the the Jewish people, their their whole mantra during that 40 years was this, complaint and whinging. Who'd want to live in a household of 40 years of just complaining and whinging? And that's what the children of Israel done. They complained. They complained about a lot of things. They complained they didn't have food. So God sent this incredible kind of bread, bread stuff called manna from heaven and quail. And they complained then they didn't have water. And God brought water out of a rock. And they complained when they come out of Egypt and when they finally were escaping from Egypt that you know, they complained to God because Pharaoh came after them and then he protected them and they went through the middle of the Red Sea. And that was amazing. And then when they, and if complaining when they come out of Egypt wasn't enough, they were complaining before they went into the promised land because they said, we've got to fight people to get into the promised land. We're going to wipe out these Canaanites. They were a whinging bunch of people. None of you are like that, I know, but I'm just kind of <laughs> pointing that out, you know. And Moses, when they were about to go into the promised land, he says this. He says that Mo- Moses says, when you eat your fill and have gold and great homes to live in, don't forget something. In the wording that they use in the, in the verse, it says, what it says, don't forget to bless the Lord. The same wording in the Hebrew is give thanks to the Lord. Okay? Have a grateful heart. That's what the whole principle is. Moses says, don't forget to have a grateful heart when you get into the promised land. Now, the interesting, the promise is incredibly great. He says you're going to eat and you're going to build homes and you're going to earn earn money and you can have livestock and it's all going to increase. But Moses warns them when receiving, with receiving uh, all of this without gratitude is a dangerous thing. In actual fact, he says you could perish if you forget your God. And how many people perish before because they just don't want to acknowledge anything good about God or what he does? 
It's interesting enough, as I look at this passage, in the wilderness, Moses doesn't actually talk to the children of Israel when they're wandering around the desert complaining. He doesn't mention about their complaining and grumbling and whinging. But it's when they're about to go into the promised land that he, God really gets quite strong in his language and says, do not forget to give thanks. Interesting enough, it's important to have gratitude during the bad times. But it's even more important during the good times. In actual fact, it's really important at all times. But, you know, when you think about it, in the bad times, sometimes we grumble to God. At least we're in some kind of connection with him and relationship. Who's ever come to God and gone, God, this and this and this and this and this happened. And you know what? And, and you know what? God's probably just happy to hear you talking to him. And, you know, the reality of, of the bad times is sometimes we do reach out to God. And in the midst of our grumbling and our upsetness, I, I think God's at, at least gracious enough to hear what we say. And maybe if you're listening, you'll hear him say, hey, I've got it. If we would listen to him in the bad. But in the good, it's very easy to not even give him thanks in the good. Because everything's going really good, isn't it? Everything's going really wonderful. I don't kind of... And we never would say this, but I don't need God. It's all going good. You know, got a good house, everything, got plenty of increase. Every, I'm well, my family well. You know, let's not forget him like the children of Israel when they went into the land of promise. Let's be thankful in the times. Hey, come on. You know, because we can be tempted like the Israelites to say, well, it's all that I've, what I have is by my hand. And look what I've done. Uh, you know, look what I've achieved. My power and my might. They've gained me this wealth and gained me this increase and gained me life. Like, it's what I've done. Oh, tell you what, you're coming for a big fall if you have that attitude. See, gratitude is the acknowledgement that we're not the sole authors of good in our lives. A French philosopher called André Spouff says the egotist or the self-centered person is ungrateful because he doesn't like to acknowledge his debt. And what debt is that? That is the debt to have gratitude. And, uh, the, 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 sorry, to, uh, the debt is to others and the gratitude is that debt. I think we owe everybody, uh, sometimes the people that help us, we owe them a, the words of thankfulness, don't we? We need to realize that, 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 that everything we have sometimes, everything we're about and what's happened in our life, there's sometimes people being involved in that and we need to be thankful. There's a debt that we owe. And to God, there's an incredible debt that we owe. You have life and breath. I want you to understand. He is your creator. You have life and breath today because of incredible, gracious and merciful God. He is good all the time. Have you ever doubted God is good? You might say, well, God's not good. Look at the terrible things that are happening in Australia. I tell you what, God doesn't do that. But when people step from underneath his blessing, I tell you what, bad things do happen. He doesn't want you that to happen, but it does happen, doesn't it? See, the Hebrew word for the gratitude simply means to recognize the good. That's what the, Hebrew, the original Hebrew word, recognize the good. In other words, to purposely take the time. We look at human nature and the attitude of recognizing good is not typical or usual. Because sometimes human nature tends to be ungrateful. And, you know, it's easy to be ungrateful. You know what? I've never had to work, work at. I never have to logically think about being ungrateful. It just seems to come really natural. Is that, is that the same as you? You know, I can get up in the morning and just be so, oh, another day. 
Don't have to, it just seems to automatically come. You, you know, it's more like a weed. You know, all this rain that we, well, not a lot of rain, but some rain. Did you notice that the weeds seem to grow all the time without you even fertilizing or caring for them? I think ungratefulness is like that. But if you were to grow a rose, you've you got to take care and fertilize it and look after it and cultivate it. And, you know, you got to, so I think gratefulness is like a rose that you've got to take time. You've got to be purposeful. You've got to be purposeful. You know, yesterday morning I woke up and as soon as I woke up, I had this little bombardment. Maybe my thoughts, oh, day, what are, what's happening? Oh, what are we going to do today? And I started to get weighed down and thinking about this day. And, and you know, I had to slap myself out of it and say, wake up. Hey, you just well, let's think about the day. I said, well, oh, what about the day? And, and, I, and I went for a little run yesterday morning with Park Run. And I, and I started to say, well, God, thank you. Thank you that I've got legs that I still can run. And then as I sat in the lounge chair before anybody else had woke up, I'm sitting there kind of talking to God, you know. And I looked up and there's a fan going, because it was a bit humid. And I thought, and all of a sudden this thought came, why don't you be thankful you got a fan? Because the majority of people in the world don't have one. And so I just started to be thankful. And it's amazing how it changes how you feel. And how you look at the day and how you look at the world. Just being thankful, realizing it's not about you and all that happens in your life. And that God's an incredible blesser of those who just tap into him. He's a good God. I don't want to grow weeds anymore of ungratefulness. I want to grow roses of gratefulness in my life this year. I want, to, I want, I want what God wants. I pray that you can too. Because grumble can roll off our lips without much thought. Very careful. You know, we all have par- we've all been parents or had parents or, or one day will be a parent. And you know what? Every parent wants their children. Don't, don't, as parents, we teach our children to say what? Thank you. We teach our children to say thank you. Why do we do that? For my sake? So we look good? No, no, no. For their sakes. Because they've got to grow up knowing how to just say thank you and have gratitude because it helps them in life to have a better outlook on life. And it, we don't want a spoiled brat walking around, give me, give me, give me, and never saying thank you. See, we, we say that to our kids. I've just got to live it myself. We, want, we need it. Oh. I picked up a man some years ago. That doesn't sound good, does it? Um, (laughs) Got to get your attention somehow. (laughs) I was driving my car, and uh, he was walking along one of the streets in Gladstone, one of the main, into Gladstone on the main highway. And he was in a, a suit and a tie, and he's hitchhiking, got his thumb out. And I was by myself, because sometimes I, I probably wouldn't pick it up if I had all my girls and, you know, all the children. But I, I was by myself, and I thought, well, you know, if he murders anybody, just me, that's cool. No, no, I didn't think that. Anyway, I picked him up, and I pulled over, and he hopped in the car. And, uh, and I said, where are you going? He says, I'm going to the nightclubs. And, you know, I thought, I don't really want to take you to that place. But anyway, it's not going to help the situation by me telling you to get out. So I'll just take the opportunity to talk to you in these, last, in these next three or four kilometers I've got to take you. I'll take you there and drop you off, but let's have a chat. So I'm thinking all this and so, oh, okay, righto. And so I said to him, I started to just ask him, what are you about? What are you doing? Hey, how's life going? 
And you know what? I found him very engaging. He wanted to tell me. He told me his life story in about five minutes. It was incredible. I'm sitting there listening and just asked a couple of questions. And he pours it out and how we had some troubles and, and, and some struggles in life. And, you know, he's looking for answers. And, and so I'm listening. I thought, far out. This might be a God moment. I'm glad I picked him up. And then as I pulled over in the main street of Gladstone and Dune Street to drop him off, I was going to talk to him. And he, he got out of the car real quick. But he leaned back into the car and he looked at me. He says, I don't know what it is about you, mate, but there's something really different I feel in my heart and the way that you've been talking. What's how? I don't know what it is. And I was about to say something, and he shut the door and left. <laughs> but I realized, I realized what it was because I want you to understand something. There's a guy called, a theologian called John Piper, and he says, gratitude is the echo of grace. And Gratitude is the echo of grace. Do you know what grace is? It's, it's where we recognize that it's God in us and it's God doing amazing things even though I don't deserve it. And as I spoke to, to, to this man, I realized it was just God's grace at that moment for me to speak to him and just to, to show interest. And, this, and, and you know, the reality is I think he'd been ripped off in life and everybody had abused and used him and he just felt like I didn't do that. I sincerely, caringly asked him about his life and he poured it out and then I, and I, try, you know, I didn't get a chance to, to kind of encourage him or say what it was, but I was thinking... I would have said, you know what, that's just the... And it, and what, I, what, I, you know, what he said to me is he said this, he says, thank you. As, he, as his last words were, thank you. And you know, often what it, because of the grace of God, it's the echo. What did I say? I say, you know, um, ah, I've just got to go back to where it was. Um, gratitude is the echo of grace. And because I think God was touching his life, the grace of God on my life to touch his life, and, 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 and his response was to say, thank you. And you know, I, I, just the power and the reality sometimes of that gratitude, I believe as he said, thank you, something's going to lock in his heart saying, you know what, I'm going to have to find something of that, what that guy's got. And I pray that one day I'll meet him in heaven, he'll say, you remember the night that I picked you up and you just showed a little bit of care where no one else was? And you said, I found out what it was in you and it was the grace of God and the mercy of God and his love. And then my response to that was to go searching for it because I was thankful for what you did. And I want to tell you, when you have a thankful heart, it attracts God's mercy and grace, his kindness and goodness in your life, in your situation. It's not that God doesn't want to be kind or merciful or gracious to you. It's just that he's looking for opportunities and it flows through the attitude and the speech of thankfulness and gratitude. It flows. The human heart is touched by God's grace. Its response is often echoed in gratitude. And, you know, as we come as a church this morning, church is the gathering of grateful people coming together because of the grace of God. Why did we praise this morning? Why did we worship him? Hopefully it was because we've come together with a grateful heart and just and it echoes of his grace. You're a reflection of God's incredible, unmerited love and favor, which is called grace this morning as we give him thanks and praise. It's a powerful, incredible thing. We can be prone to be grumbling and complaining, but I want to tell you today... 
that that's not what we need to, where we need to be. We need to reverse the curse. We need to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give thanks in all circumstances. You know, not all circumstances are good, but you know what? It's no use. You know, the truth is, as we give him thanks, anyway, Father, I just thank you. I don't know what's happening, but I know you're a good God and I trust you. He can work all things together for good and not all things are good, but all things can work together for what? Good. And it starts with what comes out of our mouth. Because what comes out of our mouth is what's in our heart. Is God speaking to you today? Of course he is. Why am I so confident in that? Because this is his word. And this is the will of God. What's he saying to you? If you're listening, he's saying this. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you today. Can we stand today and we're going to pray. Can we just quiet our heart just for a moment? Just close our eyes. Father, I thank you for every person today that's been in this service. From their time of fellowship at the start right through to our worship and praise of you, which was so dynamic and so beautiful. To the time of just sitting around and remembering what Jesus, your redemptive power, and your, your, that means your, you bought us back. You've paid for our sin. through, And we celebrated that this morning through communion for just giving today through our tithes and offerings, and now just your word. We just give you thanks, and we praise you today. And I pray for your people, that we would be a people that would see the power of gratitude, that releases something incredibly powerful. And sometimes it's easy in the bad times to grumble, but Lord, help us to remember to give you thanks, and help us not to forget you in the good times, and say, oh, you know, my hand has done this, my everything that I'm about. Look what I've done, look what you've done. I am a, a trophy of your grace, and so are we. And help us to realize that, Father, that you are incredible, and you, every good thing comes down from the Father in heaven. And we thank you for that today. And I ask your blessing upon your people, the blessing of God, that would sustain us and strengthen us and remind us, Holy Spirit, daily, that out of our mouth we just need to give you thanks and we just need to be thankful for life. In Jesus' name. And everyone agreed, said? Amen. Amen. Have a great day, church. And uh, uh, just encourage someone today. Why don't you look at someone and say, wow, you've got incredible hair. How do you do that? I don't know. (laughs) Don't talk to Andrew. There is morning tea and coffee and bickies if you still want to have another one. That's okay. Thank you.